0: Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org.
1: Just lift your hands and say, Father, we want to know you more today. We want to know you intimately. God, we want to know you in a way that we've never seen you before. Lord Jesus, you're faithful. You are our King. God, you're here. Glorify your name. Glorify your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm privileged to uh, get to share with you this morning, as always. How many guys are your first time here? Just wave. Wow, welcome, you guys. Thank you for coming. It's so privileged to have you here. It's awesome. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. If you don't know that, you get to know it by the end of the service. Um, God's here. We love what he's doing here at Presence. We love what he's doing in Orange County. You guys may not realize it, but we're literally in a new Jesus movement right now in Orange County. If you don't know what the Jesus movement was, it was, a, it was a time during the 60s and early 70s where the multitudes came flocking to the King Jesus. How many of you guys met Jesus between the years of 1967 and 1975? Just put your hands up. Yeah, you see this? this is, something special is happening right now, and you're here for it. Like, God actually put you in Orange County for it. It's an incredible time to be alive, so I'm privileged to be here with you. I'm privileged. Um, I wanted to honor a few other people as well. How many of you guys, you volunteer here at Presence? Just put your hands up. Why not you just stand up? I want you guys to honor these guys. They sew into the services every week. They're constantly sewing into home groups. They're sewing different groups. We honor you so much. We honor you for taking leadership, for taking ownership. I just feel... I just feel the anointing really strong. Stay standing for just a second. I just feel the anointing really strong on the hargrove. So you guys just stand your hands towards them, just all the Hargrove family? Well, we just bless them. We bless what they've been doing behind the scenes, God, for years. Well, we thank you that you're launching them into new dimensions of glory in this season. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Okay, all right, you guys could sit. I, I, it's already, pastor, worship was just so long. It's already 1015. I don't know what we're gonna do. Just, just, the pastor told me to follow God. That's awesome. Well, I'm used to preaching in places where we go for like 12 hours, you know, just nonstop. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Totally kidding. Oh, man. Just feel his presence. Want to go with me to Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians 2. Uh, Pastor Jesse's been preaching a series on the Activated Church for the past few weeks. It's been awesome. How many of you guys have been here for part of that? Uh, I love that he's just helping us understand that it's not just about coming on a Sunday morning. It's about living a lifestyle with Jesus, a lifestyle that's supernatural, a lifestyle that's influenced by his grace. So I'm just going to read a little bit here about Grace. Uh, from Paul's letter to the Ephesians. The Ephesians church was a church that was not rebuked by Paul the same way that the other churches were rebuked by Paul in his letters. It was a church um, at its peak was like 50,000 people following the Lord. This isn't a city that was maybe 100, 150, 200,000. 50,000 people, like 25 plus percent of the city was following Jesus Christ in his purposes. That is incredible. Think about that for Costa Mesa. If that was just Costa Mesa, it'd be, be 25,000 people. If it was Orange County, it'd be over a million. So this, this community was a community of people that were, were bound by purpose. Paul went to Ephesus. It's interesting because Paul ended up in Ephesus not because he actually tried to get there. He got there because of things not opening here, things not opening there, and then he actually had a dream in the night and somebody invited him to Macedonia. Somebody invited him to the region. In a dream, he ended up going there, and then God opened up incredible doors. There was also incredible persecution, persecution to the fact that they, like, you know, were trying to kill Paul, all different kinds of stuff. But it says extraordinary miracles took place through the hands of Paul, that even even handkerchiefs were taken from him to the sick, and people were healed, and demons came out. That still happens today. We could share stories about that. But um, that's not just for special anointed people. Those are about miracles of a special anointed God who works with ordinary people. I'm going to read a few uh, verses here and just kind of share some stories with you guys. I feel like having a little bit of story time, but we're going to jump into some text first. Um, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you... I'm reading in the New King James Version. And you he made alive. The King James Version says he quickened. Say quickened. Turn to your neighbor and say he quickened you. And you he made alive or quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. How many of you guys realize there's many agendas in the world, and they don't add up to God's agenda? But God has an agenda. His agenda is purity. His agenda is holiness. His agenda is healing. His agenda is reconciliation. His agenda is salvation for all people. Somebody liked the point. They're throwing books in the back. That's awesome. I like that. Feel free to throw your book. Just don't throw your Bible. Um among whom also we all once, in verse three, conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. Literally, the word there for wrath is the Greek word orge. It literally means explosive emotion. Anybody ever been led by their emotions? We're still, this is awesome. I don't mind book throwing. This is awesome. Pastor Howard is gonna help back there with the books. <laughs> This is awesome. (laughs) Signs and wonders. (laughs) We were by nature children of wrath, literally children that were led by emotion. (laughs) I don't know why I'm whistling a little bit today. Do you hear me whistling in the mic? Just a tiny bit. Okay, Michael, tell me where to walk. If I can't walk certain places, you just tell me. Michael's our sound guy. He stood up. You never see the sound guy until he messes up. I used to run the sound at church, and no one pays attention to the people that are running the soundboard until they mess up, and then everybody looks in the back, they're like,
0: what are you doing? Get on track. (laughs) Repent.
1: It's hilarious. It's amazing. You know sometimes the most glory is found in the places of service where nobody notices? That was a good word right there. Anyway, okay. But God, say but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Or by grace, you have been sozoed. The Greek word there is sozo. The word means healed, saved, delivered, made whole. Turn to your neighbor and say, by grace I'm made whole. He raised us up together. He made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace, his unmerited favor, his divine power. That's what grace is, divine power unto righteousness, unto right living, unto the God kind of living. As many as receive an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in this life by the one Christ Jesus. It's Ephesians, I'm sorry, that's Romans chapter 5, verse 19, I believe. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Say through faith. (laughs) And that not of yourselves, but the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. How many of you guys know that you don't get to boast in the fact that you're following Jesus? You don't get to boast in the fact that you're awesome just on your own merit or on your own belief or even on your own faith. You get to boast in the fact that God had faith in you before you ever had faith in yourself that God had faith in you when you were in the darkness and unbelief of your sin. How many of you guys realize that God was active in your life before you ever realized he was active in your life? How many of you guys know that God was in your life before you realized he was in your life? How many of you guys know that you didn't invite God into your life? God was already active in your life, and his activity in your life caused you to turn from your evil ways in repentance to follow unto the Lord Jesus Christ and his ways. Is that okay? Chris is preaching now. Thank you, Lord. For by grace you have been made whole through faith. Say through faith. Through faith. Through Through what? Faith. Faith is belief. Faith is trust. You can only believe in something that's already been made true. You can believe in stuff that's not true, but it's not going to profit. Yeah. That not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And I'm going to end in verse 10. For we are his workmanship. Say workmanship. The, uh, the Greek word there literally means Masterpiece. Um, I got to go, uh, Madeline, Gio, and her husband, Jimmy, myself, uh, Noah, who's my intern, some others. We went to France uh, in August, September of last year, and we got to go to do ministry throughout the country, but we ended up going to the Louvre, and there's this painting in the Louvre. It's the Mona Lisa. You guys have probably heard of the Mona Lisa. Raise your hand. You heard of Mona Lisa? Okay. This painting is literally worth millions, if not billions of dollars. Everybody knows about it. You can determine the value of something by how much someone's willing to pay for it. How much was paid for you? You are a greater masterpiece than a Mona Lisa. You are a greater masterpiece than anything da Vinci or any artist could have ever made. You are literally the craftsmanship of the savior, the healer, and the deliverer, the creator of all things. You were a dream in God's heart before you were ever a dream in your parents' heart. You were a dream in God's heart before two people ever came together in one night of passion. God is in his passion, gave birth to you. God, in his passion, gave birth to you. You are God's masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus for good works. What kind of works? Not just simple works, not just, you know, simple works, not just works that are just for simple people. Good works, God kind of works, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that you might walk in them. You see, God, we tell people all the time God has a plan for your life. God has a purpose for you. People are like, whatever. But you see, the seed is actually more powerful than the soil it even goes into. The seed. Affects the soil more than the soil affects the seed. When people start to see what they've been created for in Christ Jesus, they will start to be what they've been created for in Christ Jesus. That's the beauty. I love Pastor Jesse. This community was founded on certain principles or core values. You know, the vision of this community is encountering God together, equipping powerful people, and transforming culture with the love of Jesus. People would say, Well, how did you guys come up with that? We went on a boat and we prayed, and the glory of God came, and we couldn't speak for hours. Pastor Nicole, who's a preacher, couldn't even talk. She just wept for hours. And the Lord gave us that vision. He gave us those statements. Those statements aren't as important as the power that's behind them. Encountering God together, equipping powerful people, and transforming culture with the love of Jesus. Transforming culture equipped for good works, which God prepared beforehand. Transformation. But I love this community. This community was birthed in certain core values of the prophetic. What is the prophetic? The prophetic is seeing what God sees about us and doing what God has said about us. You see, prophetic words are only worthy if we step into them. If you guys don't know what a prophetic word is, a prophetic word is either you personally hearing the voice of God over your life through scripture, through a dream, through a vision, through an understanding, through a prophecy, through through someone else speaking over you, I love, I love the home group that this community was born out of because every week people would get together and Pastor Jesse would break everyone up into groups or three or four. He wouldn't do any more because it would take two hours. And he would say, why don't you guys ask God for an encouraging word for the people around you? If it's a scripture, give it to them. I want you to ask God for an encouraging word for their now season, and I want you to ask God for a picture for their future. Why? Because we need to be reminded of where we're going. Good works, which God has prepared beforehand. God actually has something prepared for us in this season. Uh, The Holy Spirit spoke to me through a dream about um, at the beginning of this year. Um, Two spiritual fathers that that I view as spiritual fathers to me came to me in this dream, and one of them looked at me and said, Chris, what are you doing to prepare people for life? Not just for church, but for life. You see, I don't want to be good at church. I want to be good at being like Jesus everywhere I go. Good works. Turn to your neighbor and say good works. Good work. That's the Chester Jesse's been preaching on the series of being an activated church. and I'm kind of tagging on to that at the end of it here. Um, God has good works prepared for you. They're bigger than anything you're in right now. They're bigger than the season you're in right now. I preached a couple weeks ago about resurrection, and it's interesting. When a grape is pressed, the bitter skin on the outside comes off and is left behind. And everything that's inside, the sweetness that's inside, gets to be savored. And from the moment a grape is pressed, it begins to ferment. And formation Fermentation is unto intoxication. It's unto being overwhelmed with the reality of a supernatural, a substance in the natural that God parallels in the supernatural when he compares his blood to wine that he's given. There's something that God wants to do with us, even in the situations you're in right now, that feel challenging. Did you guys know that relational strife is a distraction from hell? To keep you from the mission before you, the good works, the good works. But you get to jump into situations with the voice of the Lord. You get to jump into situations with the humility of Christ, the type of humility that lays down life unto pressing, unto crushing, unto blood coming out. And when that blood comes out, Christ comes out. You ever felt like you're bleeding sometimes? Maybe you're in a season right now where you feel like you're bleeding. You know what that blood gets to be? That blood doesn't get to be your own blood. It gets to be the blood of Jesus Christ. The very blood, because you're his body. Is this okay? I'm kind of hitting like 50 points at the same time. Some people are like, what is he talking about? Come to church more. We'll talk about it more. (laughs) We encourage people, if you're like, if it's your first time, come date us for a bit. See if you feel like you have family. It says in the Bible, God puts the lonely in families. There's a church home for you. There's a place for you to go every week. Anyway, Chris, I don't want to be religious. I don't have to go to church. Awesome. Read the Bible. The Bible says, don't forsake fellowshipping with one another. I find that if if the people that go to a fellowship consistently are actually living lives that are better looking than people that don't doesn't necessitate that you're living a great life just because you go to church. You have to allow the truth to set you free. You have to open up to people around you. You have to open up your life to people around you. You have to allow the word to pierce your heart. You have to allow the word into you. You have to allow the word to disciple you. You have to allow the spirit to transform you. But I find getting around where he's moving, getting around people that he's moving with causes something to happen. God did something with me when I was 19 years old. He came into my life. He was active the whole time, but he revealed himself in a way that I didn't know before. I'm gonna shift kind of and start sharing some uh, stories and testimonies. The point of these stories is not to say Chris is extra special. They're to say that God is extra special. And the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, and these stories are gonna impart to you grace in the hearing and faith, because faith comes by hearing, hearing by what Jesus Christ is doing, by the word scripture and by what he's done before. He'll do again. The testimony of Jesus is prophetic. When I was 19 years old, I was in my apartment, and I had come home, and a friend challenged me to read the Bible every day. So I just challenged you to read the Bible. I was living a dark lifestyle. I was was living by the spirit of this world. But as I began to read, the words began to speak to me. The words began to challenge me, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, Chris, you can keep living the way that you're living, but you know the end of it. I knew in that moment where my life was headed. I knew my life was on a highway to hell and Jesus Christ presented me to the way to heaven. Relationship with him. There's no way to the Father except by him. Don't let the world fool you. There's no way. Jesus said the road is narrow. In that moment, the reality of Christ became so real to me he began to call me out of darkness and into light. Things in my life, I just started laying them down. Broken things, things, that, things I took pride in appearance. I took pride in different things in my life. God said, I want this, I want this, I want your relationships, I want your future. He began to speak to me about all the things specifically that he wanted in my life. Things that I thought I could control and things that I thought were making me, me. But they weren't because only in the voice of God do we find identity. Only in his value, in seeing the hand of the painter, do we see the value of the masterpiece? The Holy Spirit delivered me out of darkness. He filled me with His presence. I was uh, baptized in the Spirit. I had this experience where I felt electric love flowing through me for days. I started speaking in a language I didn't know of praise and adoration, and I laughed for days. I just experienced the joy of the Lord. I'd I've never, I've never experienced anything like that. I hadn't been to a church where people laugh. People were laughing when Pastor Jesse was talking in church. They're, they're feeling that overflow of Christ's love and emotion for them, Christ's joy for them, that wine which intoxicates the intoxication of his love and his presence. I began to experience that. I'd never seen that before. I was just laughing for hours because I was free. I was free. I was free, I was free for the first time in my life was it wasn't until I went to church that people said, oh, that's going to wear off. Do you know it hasn't worn off? Yeah. Do you know God wants to continue us in experiences with him? Uh, six weeks later, we were in a prayer meeting. We were yelling at the devil. You ever been in one of those prayer meetings? Sure. Yelling at the devil. Do you know that yelling at the devil can be a distraction from intimacy with Christ? That was a good word, Pastor Chris. I don't know where you got that from. As we're yelling at the devil, Jesus came into the prayer meeting and a voice, an external audible voice, spoke to me from about six to eight feet above the right side of my head. The voice said, preach the gospel among my children. The voice of my father called me. His voice is calling you too. It's calling you through scripture. It's calling you through encounter. Encounter. Paul had an encounter with God that led him into serving people. You see, Ministry is just serving people. Everyone in this room, you're in full time ministry. I have a friend of mine, he's a, a businessman. Um, he deals in export and import and stuff like that with different countries. And I can't tell you too many details because I don't want to identify him publicly, but I want this testimony to inspire you. I was on the phone with him this week. We talked for almost an hour on the phone, and he was sharing me with the most radical stories of God's provision and God's expediency and God's purposes in his life and just God's purposes with a normal person. And I love my friend. He actually said these words to me. He said, I'm just a servant. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a servant. Paul called himself a bond servant. My friend, um, he started having an encounter, I don't know when it was, like in the past year. And God started speaking to him, even at night when he would pray, about a specific nation. And he was praying for that nation. And God started speaking to him about transition in the leadership of that nation. God, like changes happening in the leadership of that country. I won't share with you where it is. Even if you come up to me and ask me specifically, I won't tell you because I, I want to keep these things private, but I want to give you the, I wanna give you the oomph behind the story, okay? Because this could just as easily be you. So he, he's sharing with me, now he's praying. All of a sudden, God sends him to this nation to go minister in churches. He starts seeing extraordinary miracles. He told me, he said, Chris, I've never seen someone that's paralyzed get up out of a wheelchair. But in the service I was preaching, I prayed for someone, and all of a sudden, they were up, and they were running around. I didn't even believe it. You know, God's faith is bigger than our faith. God's, turn to your man. and say, God's faith's bigger than my faith. God is the author and perfecter of faith. If we would behold him for who he is, our faith would be perfected. (laughs) My friends there, he's praying for people, all this stuff's happening. He's ministering different churches, revival's breaking, all these good stuff's happening. All of a sudden, God supernaturally opens up a door for him to meet with governors of this nation. He gets to sit with the man who's about to be the leader. next leader of the nation the nation's actually in transition this man is actually going to be the next leader of the nation and my friend shows this man speaks to this man by the spirit and tells him things about his life and about the government that no one knows they even said to him they said not even our secret security our special intelligence service knows about these things people in the intelligence were like how do you know these things they we haven't shared this with anyone I know a man, and I've been to his house, and he has pictures of him sitting with world leaders around his house. And uh, some of these world leaders, it's interesting, like, pre- like presidents of nations have sent him to go meet with these world leaders because the presidents say, because of politics, I can't go meet with this person. Could I send you? This person that I'm also talking about was, the, was paid by the FBI and the CIA as their full-time head psychic. Why? Because they they didn't have a grid for the fact that God raises up people, prophetic people, normal people that know his voice, to speak into culture. See, God wants to do this with you. God wants to do this with me. God wants to do this with everyone in this room. God wants to do this in your realm of influence. Some of us in this room, we're looking for influence in church, and God has actually sent us to higher realms of influence in the world where the world would take notice of the things that come out of your mouth. So you're like, man, I just I just wish I could preach behind this little. God will cause you to preach in front of the media. He'll cause you to preach in front of business leaders. He'll cause you to preach in front of world leaders. Don't look at yourself as small. If you feel like you're small, you feel like you're hidden. It's just because God's pressing the juice out of you, so the juice can get revealed. Yeah. Is that okay? Good. Yeah. Is this okay, Pastor Jesse? I'm excited. Carmel's excited. I want to honor a few people in this room. See this woman right here, I know her personally. This is Carmel. Say hi, Carmel. See see so Are we streaming? Uh Uh-oh, too late. Carmel is living in things right now that God spoke to her 10 plus years, about 10, 15 years, things that God spoke to her specifically. And she's still living for things that are to come. She's actually doing things and laying down her life in this season in her education to learn about things because she knows where God's taking her. You know, some of us, you're actually in like a 15, 20 year process to get you to the place that God's actually sent you. Some of you are like Joseph and God's actually thrown you into, place where you feel like you're in prison, but you're never a prisoner because you're free in Christ Jesus, because God's put you in that place to speak into people's lives that are going to bring you before the people of influence that you were born to be before, that whole nations would be turned around. Is this okay? Oh, man. It's so funny. During that season of my life when I was 19 years old, I said, God, all I want to do I'll do anything I can do just to have people come over to my house to worship Jesus and to help them to heal the sick, to cleanse the lepers, to cast out demons, to raise the dead, and just preach the gospel on the streets. We would have meetings at our house, people would come over. That's how I met Pastor Jesse during that season of my life. We met at like a little prayer meeting with three of us. We were praying for the city of San Diego, for revival to be poured out, and then the Holy Spirit came and poured himself out on us, and we had a heavenly encounter in that room where all just seeing visions and just laughing and weeping for hours, and God was speaking to us, and that's how we became brothers in that season. We became friends, and, and God started linking us together. We started doing these house meetings, and people would come over, they'd walk in the door, they'd get slain in the spirit when they'd walk in the door. If you don't know what that is, that means you're so overwhelmed by the love of God, you can't stand up anymore. You know little kids when they just melt into their father's embrace? They're like, oh, daddy loves me. That's what it means. When you, when I, so people would walk in the door and they'd just get overwhelmed by the spirit. Signs and wonders be in the house. I told God, I said, God, I will just do this for the rest of my life. I will wait tables if I could just do this for the rest of my life. I will go, I'll work anywhere just to make a few bucks that I could do this for the rest of my life. Then you know what God said to me? He says, I want to send you to Bible school. I want you to send you to Northern California to this Bible college, um, in Bethel Church in Redding, California. I want you to send you there because I have something for you. I said, God, I don't want to go there. I don't like it up there. It's hot up there all the time. I don't like it. It's like, God, I'm here. God, you're doing these great things here. And God's like, I'm going to send you there. I was like, I don't want to go. I go to a church just like this. People are worshiping all during worship service. Somebody gets up. They stop the worship. The pastor of the church, who is a woman. If you have a problem with women pastors, listen to Pastor Nicole's messages on it. It's awesome. (laughs) Read the Bible. There are women apostles in the Bible. So, yes, there are. Read it. It's there. I'm not gonna preach that message to you right now. Just read your burden. Okay. Anyway, I, this woman she stopped the worship service. She called me out in a room of two, three hundred people, and she stood me up and she said, Young man, God is sending you to school. You need to finish your preparations. God is sending you. I had just started the application in obedience that afternoon. I figured I should go home and finish the application from that word. God sent me there. Do you know why God sent me there? He actually sent me there to die. <laughs> <laughs> You know what God did with me while I was there? During that season, God started speaking to me. He says, Chris, you can never feel rejected. I said, why? Because of places I'm gonna send you. During that season, I drove to Arizona to go to conference. I'm still a conference junkie. I just get to speak at them sometimes now. I drove to Arizona to go to this conference. I get there. I'm in the back of the room. I get a word. I sense there's someone there that has a problem with their back pain. I walk over to him. I said, do you have a problem with your back? This girl says, yeah, I do. I said, God's gonna heal you right now. I prayed for her. She gets healed. All of a sudden, the speaker at the conference calls me up and says, young man, would you come forward? I said, oh, it's my moment. I'm about to be anointed in front of the conference. I'm about to have the special God moment. Everyone's going to recognize how great Chris is and the anointing upon his life. They're going to give me the microphone. I'm going to preach. The nations are going to, it's my moment. I'm going to be on TV. It's my moment. It's my moment right now. He comes up in front of the room and he says, young man, you need to learn how to not speak and not to not be a distraction when worship's going on. He rebuked me in front of the whole conference. And in that moment, I remembered what God spoke to me. He says, Chris, you can never feel rejected because of where I'm gonna take you. I rarely share these stories publicly. I'm sharing with you some stories because I wanna impart to you something. God did something in me in that day. I was like, you know what? I don't care what people think anymore. I'm dead. I went to Bible college. God said to me, Chris, I went up and shared a testimony the first week. I sat down. He said, Chris, I don't want you to get up in front of people at this place and share a testimony ever again in this year. (laughs) I was like, okay. And I watched how other people were accelerated through their sharing and God had me sit in a chair and learn how to enjoy his presence.
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) You see, the point isn't your promotion. The point is Christ's promotion. His name being known. If you get behind his name being known, there'll be no problems with your name. Whoever needs to know your name will know your name, and in the end of the game, your name is not what's as important as his name. You are already a masterpiece. You already have great value. You get to celebrate that value. But Christ Jesus, who was in the very form of God, who was God in the flesh, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. Instead, took the form of a bondservant, humbling himself even to the point of death, it says in Philippians. Squeezing, so that something beautiful can come out. Is this okay with everybody? <laughs> Try to figure out how to land the plane here. The Holy Spirit started speaking to me uh, even back then about going to nations and speaking before people. God started doing supernatural things to get me places. He started opening up doors. His words over your life will open the doors for where you're called to go. Some of you in this room, God's been speaking to you huge things, things that you can't do in your own strength. And you say, God, I don't know how to do that. Awesome. If you could do it on your own, you wouldn't need God. And if you could do it on your own, you wouldn't need the people that he's put around you. Some of us were so busy trying to be known that we don't see that we are known. Is this okay? I'm gonna take my jacket off because I'm getting hot. Is that okay? Turn off the mic for just a second. Just Soak for just a moment. honor uh, somebody else. I felt like I was supposed to do this. I was speaking, Pastor Paris, would you just stand up? Do you guys know Paris? Paris is uh, married to Nicole, and Nicole's married to Paris. They come together wherever they go. This man is one of the humblest, meekest men I've ever known. Uh, He stands, he's willing to stand anywhere to make sure the kingdom goes forward. I want to encourage you to begin to pull on that man if you want to grow in Christ. There's people all over this room. Ben, would you stand up? This man right here? This is a humble man of God. I already, I already honored the Hargos. This is a humble man of God. I want you to find ways to pull on him. There's people all over this room that, need, that you need to pull on. Some of them are older than you. Some of them are younger than you. I could call out people for a couple hours. Humbling yourself. I want you to find ways to pull on people around you because you need to link arms for the destiny that's in front of you. I just feel, I mean, I feel the anointing. Just stretch your hands towards these two. I, I could call out some women as well, but I just just, they're highlighted right now, so I'm gonna follow the Lord in this. God, we just thank you that these men are trailblazers in the spirit. And Lord, you're doing something special to set people up for success through their life, Lord. Paris, I, I feel like, um,
0: oh, I, feel,
1: I feel like God's gonna put you on, on TV in the next six to eight months. I don't know what that means or how that looks, but God's gonna put you on TV in a way that is, is beyond something that men could orchestrate. I'm accountable because I just said it in front of everybody. So, so Father, we just bless what you're doing. In Jesus' name, you guys could sit. Just honor them. Just give them a clap. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, I'm gonna land the plane just because I want to honor you guys and honor your time. I want you guys to stand to your feet.
0: We give you the highest praise. You deserve it all. You deserve it all. We give you the highest praise. You deserve it all. You deserve it all. We give you the highest praise. You deserve it all. You deserve it all. (laughs) Yeah, just keep singing to him. You deserve it all.
1: You deserve it all. Thank you, Lord. Just, I feel the healing power of God here. Um, I just feel the power of God just moving on people. If you need a miracle in your body, put your hand wherever you need a miracle. I don't need you to pray right now for your miracle. Jesus has already interceded on your behalf for your breakthrough. Jesus Christ is the healer, the savior, and the deliverer. If you're here today and you've never met Jesus, you've never surrendered your life to him, now's the time. I'm gonna give a call in just a moment. But if you're here and you need a miracle, put your hand on your body wherever you need a miracle. Wherever you need a miracle. Some of you are like, I need a miracle in my heart. The Lord Jesus heals you right now. The Lord Jesus delivers you right now. We bless what you're doing. We honor what you're doing all over this room, Lord. We honor what you're doing. I curse cancer. I curse sickness and disease. I curse pains in bodies. I command them to go. I release you from all indebtedness to sickness and disease that you feel in your soul. I release you from all torment right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want you to take the next 20, 30 seconds. I want you to begin to check your body. I want you to do something you couldn't do before. Move your body around. Because the healing power of God's here right now. And you're like, man, that's crazy. I felt heat go through my body in that area. The pain's gone. There's somebody, you've been healed of a pain that runs down your neck, the right side, into your shoulder. The Lord Jesus has healed you. There's someone over here in this section, you've had a migraine headache, I don't know why, but this past six, seven weeks, you keep waking up with headaches. Who is that? The Lord Jesus healed you. You keep, you keep waking up with headaches. Put your hand up quickly if I call you out. I'm serious. Put your hand up. Somebody over here, you've had headaches for the past like six, seven weeks. Who is that? You keep waking up with headaches. Who is that? Do, respond quickly. Respond. You guys wouldn't want your, your lack of response to diminish someone else's faith. I'll come find you if I have to. Just put your hand up. I really feel there's somebody. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for what you're doing. Thank you. We just release freedom and breakthrough. The Lord Jesus heals you. There's someone back in this area and you've got something going on with your physical heart. It's in the back section over there by the booths. Just wave at physical. It's like a, a physical heart issue. It's a physical heart issue. Just be like, that's me. Just the Lord Jesus is healing you. Just you guys, I need you, I need you to jump with the game here. I'm, I only have so much time. Pastor Jess going to steal the microphone from me a sec grab it. He doesn't steal. He's the pastor. Um, he's going to grab the microphone. Who is there? Somebody in the back area over there. You have actually a physical condition with your heart. I don't know if it's like high blood pressure. There's a physical condition. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. I'm just looking. Yeah, the yeah, Lord Jesus heals you right now. Just lift your hands up. I just see the spirit of God. Yeah, power of God is just touching you right now. Lord Jesus, we just thank you. Yeah, you There's a heat coming into your heart. Do you feel that? There's like a warmth coming on. You just not if you're like, yeah, okay, that's awesome. Isn't that cool? The power of God's on you. That's awesome. This is amazing. This is amazing. Yeah. I see this, man. You're putting your hand on your ear. The Lord Jesus heals you. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. Just all over the room right now, if you're like, that's crazy. The pain's gone. The problem's gone. Or you felt heat go through that area. I just want you to wave your hands. I just want you to wave. Be like, that's crazy. I can do what I couldn't do before. Just take the next 20, 30 seconds. Begin to check. Move around. Do something you couldn't do before. If I was in Africa, people would be going nuts right now. I've been in services in white African churches where people start running around the room healed of cerebral palsy, running for the first time in their Life. The power of God just moving through the service, people falling off their chairs in rows because the power of God is moving. But God is just as much here as He is there. Check your body right now for the next 20, 30 seconds. This sweet woman right here, I see the Spirit of God on you. The Lord Jesus is healing you right now. I see a miracle happening in here, and I see a miracle happening. I mean, you were just moving your neck, but I can see seeing shots of your spine. So I just bless you in Jesus' name. I bless you in Jesus' name. Just check right now. If you're like, that's crazy, I felt heat go through my body in that area, or the pain is gone, the pain's diminished, something's different, just wave really big, wave really big, I want to see. You felt something shift. You guys, God gets glory when you testify to what he's done. If you're like, I can't tell if I'm healed till I run a marathon, well, if you felt heat run through there and there's no pain now, that means you're healed. Begin to check and wave and respond with me as you're healed. Can I just get someone to like play or strum or something like that for just a second? just another minute because everybody's just staring at me. You guys, God's moving in the room right now, okay? Just just check right now. I just want to see. There's someone in this section, Um, I, I feel multiple, the endometriosis and also a, a stomach issue, a stomach issue. Just put your hands up. You're like, that's me. That's me. I, I need that miracle. Just put your hands up. It's a stomach issue and like an endometriosis in this section right here. They're two different people. Just put your hand up right now. That's me. Yeah. See, see one over there? Yeah, the Lord Jesus heals you. There's one over there. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. There's someone, I, I, you can get healed at anything, anytime. You don't need me to call it out, but God's calling people out so that they would actually be like, wow, God, you're real and you're here. So just put your hand up anywhere in this section. if you. I just, Would you guys in this section just hold hands for just a second? I just feel the Spirit of God just moving right here. Father, we just bless what you're doing. We bless what you're doing. God, I bless what you're doing. There's power. Ooh, I feel the Holy Spirit just moving right now. Holy Ghost, we love you. We love you. More Holy Spirit. More Holy Spirit. More, Holy Spirit. Do you want to call a couple things out, Pastor? No, I'm at the it. Okay. If you felt the power of God touching you, you, feel the power of God touching you right now in that area that you had a problem or the pain is decreased or gone, I want you to wave your hands right now. Just move them up in the air. I'm serious. Just wave up in the air. Wave up in the air. Thank you, Father, I see that hand. Thank you, Father, I see that hand. Thank you, Father, I see that hand in the back. Thank you, Father, I see that hand over there. Lord, we celebrate what you're doing. You guys, healing is not hit or miss. We think, oh, like, wow, that was their day today. No, today is your day. Today is everyone's day in this room. I've been in services where every single person in the room was healed of every affliction. For hours, we're like, is there anyone else here that needs a miracle? And no one else needs a miracle because 150 people, 200 people were completely healed of everything. Like God is here. He's not more here in Africa than, or more here in Europe. Or, he's here right now. Just so close your eyes. Just worship it for just another moment. Father, we just bless what you're doing in this room.
0: We give you the highest praise. You deserve it all. You deserve it all. We give you the highest praise. You deserve it all. You deserve it all.
1: Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you know that you need to give your life to Jesus... You're like, I need to give everything to Jesus. I want you to come to the front. Just come. Just come out of your seat. Just come. Just come. Just come over to the front over here, Pastor Nicolo. Pray for him. Be bold. Get out of your seat right now. God says you're his workmanship creating Christ Jesus. Jesus gave everything for you. He bled for you. He died for you. He resurrected for you. If you're here today and you know you need to surrender, just come to the front. We're just going to end with this song. If you need to go pick up your kids, go pick them up. But we're just going to sing one more time. This praise You deserve
0: it all, you deserve it all, we give you the heart, you deserve it all, you deserve it all. If you have kids in the
1: kids' ministry, you can go grab them, bring them back in. Um, service is over in the natural, so if you need to go, feel free to go. We'll probably hang out for just a couple more minutes um, and just soak up what God's doing. But as Pastor Chris said, if, if you've never given your life to the Lord or if you felt um, that He was called, I, I heard that He's calling you back home. You know, you always return home. You always return to the place where God is. And so I just call you up front. We'll pray for you. Um, Otherwise, we'll see y'all next week.
0: Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at PresenceOC.org to find out more about Presence Church.